rest in peace, Biz Marquee passed away on July 16, 2021 at the age of 57 years old. This is the Rayful Yardy Podcast. It's your boy Drew talking the things and pun the ends. And on this particular episode, I'm going to give my thoughts on is Conor McGregor done? Cook like ton meal. My take on this week's edition of NXT, my take on this week's edition of AEW Dynamite, is baseball, the sport of baseball after the MLB All-Star Game that this past Tuesday, is the state of baseball in a better place? My thoughts. And I might have to get on my soapbox and get some things off my chest. Keep it locked. Conor McGregor done after his debilitating loss due to doctor stoppage at the latest UFC event that went down last Saturday night live and direct on pay-per-view in Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. He lasted five rounds with Dustin Poirier this time. And then did an awkward step and looked like he broke his ankle and had to go into emergency surgery. He will be, that's Conor McGregor, will be on a cast for a neck or on crutches for the next six weeks. And in his post-fight interview saying that this rivalry isn't over. I think it is. Conor McGregor is going down the road of Ronda Rousey. His last win, I believe, was against Cowboy Cerrone, which was in a quick fashion early in the first round. He fought Dustin Poirier earlier in 2021 on Fight Island in January and got knocked the F out. And in this fight, even though he landed some shots, it didn't seem like it phased Dustin Poirier one iota. And the reason why I'm saying that Conor McGregor is on the level of Ronda Rousey is because everybody is ascending. When this happens, it seems like a fighter is regressing. And plus, does Conor McGregor have the heart anymore to be going through these long training camps to get in the cage? He doesn't seem like he has the power anymore. It doesn't seem like he... I don't think he had a strong ground game to begin with. I don't think he had strong submissions. I think everything was predicated, his style was predicated on his striking. And the striking doesn't fear anybody anymore. We saw what he did to Aldo. We saw what he did to uh, to Cowboy Cerrone, like I said. But what we saw what he did to Poirier in 2014. He was a different fighter then. I think, personally speaking, my eyes looking at this, my eye test when it comes to Conor McGregor, is that he does not have the heart 
and he is not hungry anymore. You wouldn't be hungry if you got 350 plus million dollars in your bank account. You wouldn't be hungry if your suit line is doing well, your liquor is doing well, and all these outside businesses outside of the world of professional mixed martial arts were doing so great. In my eyes, coming back to be a fighter is more to promote yourself to get more money, get more leverage, get more eyes on the UFC. This does not help Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is box office for the UFC. That's why when he made that statement a few years ago at the press conference about the red panty, go tell your wife it's the red panty night, we're rich because of him. This fight that happened a few Saturdays ago is the second highest grossing pay-per-view. And who has the first? It's Conor and Khabib. But the fighters around him, and it doesn't matter if it's lightweight, a featherweight, etc., etc., the fighters around him have become better and he hasn't progressed his game. I was saying this before when I was talking to a good friend of mine. I, You saw after Izzy lost to Jan going up to light heavyweight, and then he fought his next fight against, his name escapes me, but Izzy's last middleweight title defense, you saw the evolution of Izzy. You've seen the evolution of Kamara Usman. You've seen the evolution of the new the heavyweight champion, Francis Ngannou. I can't stand interim titles. I don't see the point of them. But Conor McGregor is done. Where's the hunger there anymore? He doesn't have that same hunger of that kid that said, we're not here to participate. We're here to take over. That guy is gone. It's like what CM Punk said to John Cena. You've become what you hate. You've become the New York Yankees. And that's what happens to a lot of fighters. Case in point. If you don't evolve your game, you will always lose. And this is the thing. You fought Dustin in January. It, you came back and fought him in July. Seven months later. I don't care if you were sitting in Dubai. You were training out there. You were training in, in Ireland. I don't care where you were training. If the game plan has not changed. And you had to use dirty tactics like talking about the man's wife and talking about wanting to murder him those things don't sell fights they do to a certain extent but it's the same thing i talk about when i when i watch professional wrestling i never want to hear a wrestler turn and say i'm going to murder somebody that makes you necessary to a crime number one you're already admitting the fact that you're out here to kill somebody Talk about him. Talk about his skill set. Talk about how you're going to knock him out. Talk about how you're going to tap him out. And then Conor made some dumb statement also at the press conference that tapos don't mean nothing. Because he can't do them. I think it's time for Conor McGregor to hang up the gloves and focus on the other business and focus on his family. I think you've made enough money to secure that lifestyle for many generations to come, but please, I beg you, please, I do not want to see Dustin Poirier 
Conor McGregor 4. If I want to see that fight, I'll play it on UFC number 4 for Xbox and PS5. Alright? So, Tuesday, July... Let me get the date right. 13th, we had another edition of NXT. And Karrion Cross chokes out Samoa Joe at the end of the main event. But I'm going to give you a little quick synopsis of what went down. We'll start with the main event. On the main event of Tuesday night's NXT, Karrion Cross successfully defended his NXT championship against Johnny Gargano. Samojo was the special guest referee for the bout, and he and Cross had a number of run-ins during the match. After Cross pinned Gargano, he, which is Cross, and Samojo continued to exchange words. And as Joe was getting ready to leave out the ring, Kerry and Cross grabbed him from behind and choked him out. Remember, Samoa Joe is not an active member on the NXT roster. Samoa Joe is just there to enforce the law brought down by NXT general manager William Regal. I'm about to call him Lord Steven Regal. Man, taking back to WCW days right there. We've seen this interaction between Joe and Karrion Cross since Joe has come back to NXT. We've seen the interactions with Pete Dunne. We've seen the interactions with Joe with even Johnny Gargano. Even on this show, Adam Cole called out Samoa Joe. So my sparking bushy eyebrows got up and I said to myself, hmm, is it possible that we're setting up these matches down the road and maybe Joe does become another active member of the NXT roster? It's more like you got to wait and see. But with Karrion Cross choking him out. We know that Joe is going to be hunting for Karrion Cross. Also on Tuesday night, we saw the setup of Raquel Gonzalez's next challenge for her women NXT Women's Championship against Zia Lee. Zia Lee issued the challenge after Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez were celebrating Dakota Kai's victory which will be going down on the July 20th edition of NXT. In the breakout tournament, Duke Hudson bounced Ikim Jiro from the tournament, and the tournament will continue next week with the remaining participants, which are Trey Baxter, Carmelo Hayes, uh, Andre Chase, Josh Briggs, Joe Gacy, and, and Odyssey Jones. Also on... NXT this week, we had the Robert Storm brand was in tag team action. Aaliyah and Jess, uh, Jesse Caseman were defeated by um, Casey Katzenzero and Caden Carter. Post-match, Aaliyah grew becks at Robert Stone and beat him like she like him or her some partner and and trust me the old head Jamaican people understand West Indian people you understand when people owe you a part of the money you have things for do them need to pay your partner hand trust me you don't want to ramp with people when they don't get them partner hand on time she then exited from camera view and soon after Frankie Monet also known as Tyre Valkyrie in Impact Wrestling showed up and Jesse Carmen Ended up leaving with Frankie Monet, and later on in the show, Frankie Monet ran into a returning Mandy Rose to NXT.
Also, Diamond Mines, Roderick Strong, and Tyler Russ were teaming are teaming up next week, and they'll face the duo of Bobby Fish and the Cruiserweight Champion Kushida. Bobby Fish and Robert Roode, Roderick Strong. Let me get it right now. Robert Roode, Roderick Strong were in a group called the Undisputed Era with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, and now they're beefing with each other. Hmm. How the tables have turned. Also. Like I said before, Adam Cole called out Joe and uh, and then um the Bronson um I forget his last name Bronson the colossal guy Bronson the former um um North American champion came out and seems like they're setting up a mini feud with him and Adam Cole going forward. So let's switch over, folks, to the world of. AEW with their first night of Fighter Fest. We got a FTW title change. We had a coffin match and we set up a Texas death match for the July 21st edition of AEW Dynamite. So Cedar Park, Texas played host to night one of AEW Fighter Fest. The one of the two title matches on Wednesday night was Ricky Starks defeating Brian Cage to become the new FTW championship champion. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs hit Cage with the belt, which led to Ricky, uh, Ricky Starks scoring the victory. So it looks like Cage could be out of Team Taz, which leads him to be a babyface, and he'll probably take on all the members of Team Taz, or he'll spin off and do something, maybe something with Miro, or be put inserted into the... Um, title pitcher, who knows where they'll go with Brian Cage, but his look is amazing. He comes off better as a babyface than he does a heel, so we'll see what happens there. Um, also, on Wednesday night, Miro had a promo segment on the show, and he sported a new redesigned TNT championship on his shoulder. The ribbon-style pl- plate on the title now is green, and you can check it out on... Um, on Twitter, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn on Twitter, but check out at T-D-E underscore G-I-F. And there's a picture there of this new and improved looked um, TNT championship. And to kick off the night, night one of Fighter Fest, John Moxley successfully retained his IWGP United States heavyweight championship by defeating the machine gun Carl Anderson. Following that fight, it was announced that Moxley will defend the title again next week against Lance Archer, Lance Archer in a Texas death match, which is a rematch from their Texas death match from Wrestle Kingdom 14. And next week's AEW Firefest is coming to you f- from Garland, Texas. Also, while speaking with Alex Marvez, Andrade El Idolo set his sights on the Death Triangle, which is Pac, Penta, El Zero, Mero, and Ray Phoenix. Also, in order to get to MJF, Chris Jericho must make it through a series of challenges that are being put in front of him by MJF. The first challenge begins on July 21st, when Jericho goes one-on-one with the chairman, Sean Spears, and the rule is that Spears can use a chair in the match 
but Jericho cannot. Also, independent wrestling TV champion um, Wheeler Yuta made his um, Dynamite debut. He failed to defeat by to he fell in defeat to Sammy Guevara. And in the main event, Darby Allen and Ethan Page Coffee Match headlined this edition of AEW Dynamite. And Darby got the victory and he hit a coffin drop through the coffin onto Adam Page. Also, we had an amazing segment with the Elite and Hangman Adam Page that sets up a five on five elimination match down the road with the. Dark Order and the Elite, which will probably lead us to the match that we want to see at All In, which will be Kenny Omega defending the AEW Championship against Cowboy Adam Page. And also, Malachi Black came with an amazing promo, again, against Cody Rhodes. And they kind of brawled until we saw the refs and the security break them up in two. So there's a lot of amazing stuff going down on AEW it's a very, very well put together wrestling show. We got great stories. We got compelling characters. So I would advise if you live up here in Canada and you and you want to watch AW, tune into TSN 2, I believe, on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. If you are in the United States of America, tune into TNT at 8 o'clock. Also, they got a YouTube show on Monday, and I think they got another YouTube show on Friday. So check out their YouTube channel, which is AEW Wrestling. Um, I said we got the MLB All-Star Game that went down on Tuesday, which is kind of sense that we got, we're getting back to some kind of sense of normalcy here, folks. Had to take a sip of water here. We're getting some type of sense of normalcy because in a non-COVID time, when the M- the member basketball would be over, we wouldn't be in the NBA Finals right now. The NBA Finals would have wrapped up. We already went through a draft. It would be free agency. Who's going where? Who's, who's being traded, et cetera, et cetera. So when the MLB All-Star Game rolls around, that's like the dead time of sports. There's really nothing going on after that. So the All-Star Game happens Tuesday, and they take like a two-day break, and then they come back and resume the rest of the season. But why I'm saying, why am I, I'm asking this question is because the amount of young stars that were at this year's All-Star Game, and I can talk from the Toronto Blue Jays, which is my favorite team, Go Jays Go, and we just got the news that they're able to start playing back here in Toronto at Rogers Center on July 30th. So, sense of normalcy. Also, go get your vaccination and be safe out there, whatever you do. Please be safe. Wash your hands. Keep your distance. Wear your mask. Be safe. Get vaccination. Listen to whatever your public health authority is telling you to do so we can get rid of the dirty girl known as Corona. But baseball, honestly, to me, is being left in a great place. Very great place. Here in Toronto, we got Vlad Jr., we got Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, all the young guys on that team. You got Juan Soto in Washington. You got Fernando Tatis Jr. in San Diego. I'm only saying this because baseball needs these guys to be like stars. Because here's my honest truth. 
Trout arguably is the best player of his generation. But is he a major superstar? No, he's not. Trout should be on a level like how Ken Griffey Jr. was in his day. Trout should be on that level. Trout should be on the cover of, of MLB The Show every year. Trout should be having his own shoe, his own gloves, everything. We should be tired of seeing Trout. Trout should be on every every cereal box known to men, anything, Gatorade commercials, but he's not. And I think with this influx of young stars that have personality, like Vladdy being fun, or, to, or Fernando Tatis being Jr. being fun, and Bo Bichette having his long flowing locks, this is what sports needs. Sports is an entertainment engine. And if these guys and girls are not entertaining, nobody will tune into them. That's why, to me, even though Trout has the numbers to be the best player in the world, nobody knows who Trout is. But after Tuesday night, everybody that doesn't live north of the border knows who Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is. More than they even know who Vladdy Sr. is. And I saw Vladdy Sr. play his his whole career. Shout out to Montreal Expos. That's why I have an Expos hat. Because Vladdy Sr. was one of my favorite players. It was Vladdy Sr. Ken Griffey Jr. was my other one of my other favorite players. Um... The list goes on and on about who I really enjoyed watching when it came to the world of baseball. Baseball was one of those sports that I really got into as I was growing up. Because here in Toronto, we did not have an NBA team. So a lot of us cheered for the Bulls or the Knicks or the Celtics or the Lakers in that capacity. But baseball, because it was right here in my own backyard. And I struggled with math. So baseball kind of helped me get uh, get out of those struggles when it came to to math. So because I always wanted to figure out what how to get an av- what the better average was or uh, ERA and stuff like that. So shout out to baseball for helping me get through high school and a bit of college when it came to knowing math and elementary school. But baseball in a whole with these influx of young stars all over the league will make baseball a better sport and a more accessible sport to especially people of color. Because baseball has gotten away from that. Ken Griffey Jr., everybody knew who Ken Griffey Jr. was. Everybody. Ken Griffey was everywhere. And I think going forward, the two guys I see that are going to be the the, the mantle holders of, of baseball going into the future are Vladdy Jr. because he's raking this year. Go check his stats. He's raking. He won the MVP of the All-Star Game. And then is the first player in history to hit two home runs in a game coming off uh, uh, winning the All-Star MVP. My God, this kid is only 22 years old and the sky is the limit for Vladdy Jr. And same with Fernando Tatis Jr. Those are the two guys I really feel in the American League and National League that will be carrying the mantle of baseball going forward. There, there is more all-star games for them to come. There is more accolades for them to come. They're probably, I really predict they'll win multiple World Series going forward. I just think baseball as a sport and as an entertainment avenue coming out of the pandemic is, will benefit from having these two gentlemen. All right, folks, before I get on my soapbox, past episodes of the Grateful Yardy podcast are available on anchor.fm, 
on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. You can find me on Twitter. That is DWrestling99. On Instagram, Drew underscore Wrestling99. You want to hit me up with an email. You have a show idea. You want to be a part of the show. You want to help the show grow. I'm all here for it. Use social media. Jump into my DMs. But if you want to be a little old school and hit me with an email, hit me up at Mr. Drew Wrestling 99 at gmail.com. Mr. Drew Wrestling 99 at gmail.com. And you can also check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Grateful Yardy. And shout outs to all Uno who listen to the show. Shout outs to the people in Israel. Shout outs to people in Canada. Shout outs to the people in the United States of America. We thank Uno for listening to the program. All right? The reason why I got to get on my soapbox here. There's too much tomfoolery. Let me take a sip of water here. There's too much tomfoolery. There's too much slackness. There's too much idiotness of one Pamasagar world. What do I mean by this? We've lost our way, folks. We've lost our way. There's a little thing called decorum. We used to have it. Decorum equals manners. Code of conduct, how we used to carry ourselves when it came to certain things. I remember back in the day, the youth, them that were bad man, aka gunman, druggies, etc., etc., them never used to do certain things. You never see drug man them try to recruit the pitney them to come sell drugs. They would say, nah, youth, you not fit, no, you're not messing with that. Go school, take your book, them thing there. Gun, gun man never used to shoot in a broad daylight round Pitney and them thing there. Go up on bus and subway and shot people. This is me, me, me I talk about how me used to grow and how me used to see things, especially living in the GTA. Me live out of Oakwood and Vaughan, shout out to Little Jamaica. Me used to live out of Jane, uh, Eddystone, shout out to Jane Strip. Me live at Malton, big ups to uh, Darcel and Branding Gate, man them. And I moved out to Meadowville, which is Winston Churchill and Derry Road area, and I grew from there, and I still live here to this day. But what I'm telling you, folks, is that we lost our way. Now, woman, I give you front when you disrespect them. Them things never used to go on. The woman, them used to make you work hard to get the front. When I say them, them, it, that the girls them nowadays are easier. No, I mean, I say that. But there's no pride anymore. We lose our pride. We lose our decorum on things. We just love slackness like it's normal. Like it's the status quo now. Nobody now rail up the gunman them and say, yo, we now do them thing there. The code of conduct them. Even in, upon the road, there was a code of conduct. No sell to the pitney them. No sell to the baby mother them.
There was a code of conduct. Now everybody does shot anybody. You talk too hard to them on, on Twitter, them shot you. You say them, you don't like their stool piece, them shot you. You and your girl get in an argument, you walk away, she want to stab you. One to the days when people just used to this cool and easy back and just say, okay, you don't agree with my thing, me don't agree with your thing, and we just come to a happy medium. Them things are gone. Ready for war. Ready for kick up rumpus. Ready for the step on man. Not care what, we don't care about anybody but ourselves. That's what's, that's what's the problem. And we have got through pandemic too, upon that. And it's what, what me can't get. It's not what we can get, you know. Even in, in a marriage, people are talking about what them can't get. Man, we need to stop it. We need to stop with the slack list. Like, slack list is, is the key to, the, to, to everything. No, we need to get back to the code of conduct. How we used to carry ourselves. I'm going to talk about this to my black people then. We need, to, we need to get back to that. We can't just keep talking about, oh, we want change, we want change, we want change. If you want change, go in the change machine and get the change. But if they're not going to give to you, what are you going to do different? We're not tired for March. We're not, we're not tired for who will sign. We have to take back for with power. People of color, we have to take back with power. If you go in a shop and then disrespect you, not just spend your money in there. They don't respect you. They don't value you. They don't think you're important because I see it. When I go out a road, it happened in front of me. Yeah. They will treat each other better than them treat we. And they don't val when they do that, that they that means they do not value you. So why are we giving them our energy and our power? You know how hard you work. Code of conduct. If that happened, yo, just left things in my move. Talk up about it. I'm not saying you have to preach about it every day, but talk up. Open your mouth. Say something. Because eventually they're going to get sick and tired of hearing you say that you're disrespecting me. 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 You're dis dis disrespecting me. And when your commerce, and see this is what I'm going to bring it, I'm going to wrap it up for you. That's why, especially in Toronto, second to pride is Carabana that brings in billions of dollars. And then I'll have it for two years. Well, make, make it three, make it four, make it five, make it six. When them now get your money again, all who know that rent out hotels, all of the club them, all of this, that, and third, every grocery store I sell, every de every pineapple pop and mango known to mankind in a them shop. Why don't we start supporting our own? Seeing? That's what we need to do. Stop saying we can't, we can't, we can't. We can and we must and we shall. Get back to the code of conduct. Get back to decorum. And stop put blame and actually make most for ourselves. So we can better feel with Pitney going forward. Alright? 
thank you for listening to the Grateful Yardy podcast. It's been amazing. I love Ono. Me love Ono. Me love Ono. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Hopefully my rant didn't piss you off too much. And until next time, people, God bless and always, always, always remain grateful. Peace.